episode of the campfire we present this week's crappy movie entitled rock and roll will never die at least not this halloween you've heard of raising spirits from the dead by incantations right yes i did that by playing a record backwards Or treat. Trick or treat. It's our Halloween edition, and boy, did we fucking pick a good one for that. Oh, man. Uh, Trick or Treat came out in 1986. It seems like almost every movie we did it came out in 1986. That's like the golden era of shit. Apparently. <laughs> like, we're not doing this on purpose. It's just, for some reason, we're stuck in 1986. Yeah. This movie was directed by Charles Martin Smith. Uh, you may remember, he's, he's more known as an actor. Uh, the role I always remember him by was, um, he was the accountant in The Untouchables that had, like, the glasses and the hat, and he was, like, the big weenie, but by the end of it, he's running around with a shotgun, and yeah. eventually gets killed. Did he in the movie? I think no. he was the first, he was the, they killed him in the police station in the elevator. They found him all diced up in the elevator. Because he was going to be a witness. And they wrote, Touchables. Touchable. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't going to be a witness. He was escorting the witness. I thought he was going to read them what the books said, what Capone's books actually. Cause they he already had code. the book. But they were all in code, right? No. Oh, the books were Oh, no, code. no. The, yeah, the witness was going to decode the book. Okay. For them, so they would have a case. Why don't we talk about The Untouchable? All right. Also, you may remember him as the director of the seminal film, Air Bud. See, I don't remember that. I thought you were going to say he was towed in American Graffiti. Yeah, no one's seen American Graffiti. Everyone's watched Air Bud. Okay. He was off. Yes, he was towed in American Graffiti. <laughs> so not only did he direct this movie, it stars an actor named Mark Price. And we may remember Mark Price from... Because you, you caught on to it before I did. I, five, five seconds from the movie, I said, he looks just like Skippy from Family Ties. And then as the movie went on, it Guess who it is? Yeah, it's Skippy. It's fucking Skippy from Family Ties. I thought, for some reason, I thought it was a very young Boone from uh, Nightbreed. That's who I thought, because he had, like, the, the chin and the forehead. But, you know, no, it's, it's fucking Skippy. It's Skippy. So in the movie, his name's uh, Eddie uh, Weinbauer... I'm not sure they actually even gave us that last name. No, I don't remember. But we're going to refer to him as Skippy. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple cameo appearances that are pretty entertaining in this. Uh, one by, uh, depending on who's a penny to ask, a rock god by the name of Gene Simmons. <laughs> Lead yeah. singer of Kiss. He plays a radio DJ named The Nuke. And then Ozzy Osbourne makes a couple little cameos on a TV where he's like a straight-laced preacher who's against heavy metal. Yeah. Yeah, downright hates it. Downright hates heavy metal. So, you know, that's the most notable of who we're going to have in the cast here. No one else is taking buddy. Did Gene have any hand in producing or anything, too, by chance? I mean, I know I know he was trying to break into the acting scene in the 80s. Very honestly. Well, he did better than maybe uh, Mick Jagger and Logan's, or not Logan's, <laughs> right, uh, Free Jack. <laughs> so back to this just fantastic film. <laughs> Um, another fun fact is a band named Fastway did the whole soundtrack to this, and Fastway um, features two prominent members of the band. One was Fast Eddie, who used to play guitar for Motorhead, and the other is the now vocalist of, uh... Yeah, Vlogging Molly. Vlogging Molly. Which is so Vlogging weird. Molly. Like, what a weird... I didn't realize that I was so old. Looking into the into the credits of this movie, it's yeah, already bizarre. Vocalist Dave King of Flowey Mine. What was he doing back then? Was he was he trying to be a film guy back then? No, they just did the soundtrack. And he was the latest guy at Fastway. Yeah. Okay. So this movie starts, he's laying on his bed and he's writing a letter. Now this movie's called Trick or Treat, but the version we watched had uh, the title card said Ragman. Yeah. Which was Eddie or as we're gonna call him Skippy's nickname. Right. He called himself the Ragman. No one else his, called him that. His last name is Ragman. What no. What's his last name? Hold on, I said it a minute. It's oh, you did. Weinbauer. Weinbauer. That's right. Yeah. Okay. 
No, he referred to himself as the rag. No one else called him the rag man. Okay, okay. He was the rag man to himself. I wonder, because it's not listed anywhere online. There's no reference of that. No. Anywhere that I've been able to find. Like Maybe they just thought the Trick or Treat was about. I mean, it, the movie does, and does place, place on Halloween, which is how it turned into our Halloween movie. Neither of us had seen this punk of shit before. <laughs> and we were just like trying to find like Halloween movies that were cheesy that we could kind of, you know, riff on. Yeah. And we came down to this. Jack O or Hollow Gates, and we somehow ended up on this. I think Jack O would have been a better one. I, I now I think either <laughs> probably would have been better. Right? This movie was long. Oh my! It God. was an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, it felt like it. And they could have told this story in like thirteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. It was very much like Lord of the Rings, the third Lord of the Rings movie, where there was like fake ending after fake, like you kept thinking it was gonna be done, yeah. and it fucking wasn't. Oh my God! It, it was awful. And you literally could have probably summed this up, and yeah, I mean, let's give them some credit. Maybe a 20 to 30 minutes short. It would have probably made a decent 80 minute movie. I mean, it would have felt like an eternity. Given how, and we don't want to reveal anything yet, but given how this movie ends, okay, fine. Given how we're, the gonna, movie, we're gonna fucking, we're gonna talk about the whole fucking thing anyway, so might as well. Given how the movie ends, there's no reason this couldn't have been 20, 30 minutes. No. So anyway, it, yeah. it starts. With our character, uh, Eddie, the Ragman, he's laying in bed writing a letter to his hero, who is Sammy Kerr. He's got posters and stuff all over. You know, it's got the uh, obligatory 80s intro. It's that pan through the whole room. Yeah. You see everything in the room. We're going to go up and down. We're going to show you every little bit of the All his posters. Yeah. You know, we really want to drive home. He's a metal. He's got a poison <laughs> poster and an anthrax poster, you know? Yeah. And then the coup de grace is right in the middle of his collection. He's got a big shrine to Sammy Kerr. Yeah. Who's going to be the main villain in this movie. He's so the, such a crappy villain. So he's writing a letter about how only you understand me. It's very much a, and I made the joke, a um, stand to Eminem style letter. All he's really got is his record collection in his bed. It's a pretty impressive record collection. And a really nice record player. Yeah, actually, uh, I, I spotted, uh, I myself have a pretty decent sized record collection. I spotted some ones that I myself have. Like, I, I recognize some album artwork for metal records I have. Like, there was a, he had a Possessed album that was sitting up there. It was very easy to, to recognize because it's just the logo. Yeah. Red that says Possessed. You, you, know, across. you recognize all, all the t-shirt art, too. Yeah. Um, um, throughout this, he wears a bunch of different metal t-shirts that some of them would be pretty hip even to this day. Like, what of them? Half the time he's wearing an alternative tentacles uh, shirt, which is the record label that put out a lot of punk uh, music in the 80s. Most notably, uh, the Dead Kennedy stuff. You know, he was, he was a pretty trendy kid, and then, you know, yeah. you know when he got cool, he had his, uh... There's the cool scene. There's the scene where he got cool. And they never say why we were no, watching that cool. scene or referenced it after we watched that scene. He's just school-looking cool. But we'll get to that. We'll get to I that. Wa I want to talk about, I want to break down that whole outfit. I made a little note in that. Oh, man, I know. That's... So he's writing his, uh... He's writing this letter to Eminem. I mean, uh, Sammy Kerr. Dear Sammy, I wrote you. Why didn't you write me back? Yeah. So then we uh, we we go with uh, with Skippy School. Come to time, find out, you know, he's bullied for being the you know the the metalhead nerd. You know, of course, this is an '80s movie about metal, so there's of course a group of jocks that has to pick on him. Yeah. And what they do is they in gym class they take his clothes. And they throw him into the gym area while the cheerleaders have a cheerleading practice. And at first, he tries to like climb across the ground like a like a oily slug. He's yeah. very wet. I think he's fresh out the shower. And then the girls notice, and one was very lucky. She brought her Polaroid camera with her to uh, cheerleading practice and takes a picture of his naked ass as he's beating on the door trying to get back in. Right. <laughs> he's, he's beating on the door trying to get back in, you know. Oh, the lady's looking at Maria. Which it is weird how she, she just takes that out of nowhere. Yeah, and she ends up being like the love interest in this movie. Yeah. She's right. the, one, the only one that's on his side. Besides little Larry. Little LD, little Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's the uh, prepubescent form of Larry David, literally. Yeah, uh, his best friend. <laughs> 
It's like a mashup of Woody Allen and Larry David. <laughs> yeah. We just started caught a little LD. He looks like a young Larry David. Helps him throughout the movie. We'll get to him too. So uh, you know, he's getting picked out at school. Then we get uh, back to his house, and we're gonna. They they had a very fun uh, scene where they set up some exposition. Right, he's doing laundry and listening to Sammy Kerr on his headphones. In the background. There's a TV interview going on where they're talking to Sandy Kerr and they're showing, they're talking about his shocking rock antics and showing how crazy his concerts are. If you were a parent, would you want your kid growing up around rock music? Rock musicians? I mean, with that kind of value? Would you want your kid growing up around politics, politicians, and those values? Mr. Kerr, this is what not... What I'm saying here is you cannot legislate morality. Mr. Kerr, music, there is no... Or music, or people's mor- minds, or we'll bring you down, man. I have a teenage we daughter. We'll bring you down. And what they show is he has a giant fucking python, and he bites the head on it, and he's like, like, a, like, a, like a fucking uh, toothbrush tube just draining the blood into my... Yeah. His mouth. And like singing into it, too, and... Yeah, it's going nuts with the snake. It was fucked up. It was yeah. really weird. I don't think they would show that on TV, honestly. No. The, the gore was just rolling down his chest. And the other weird thing about this movie is um, most of the high school kids look just like, like we were talking in Spookies, like middle-aged men. Oh my god. Except for Skippy, who obviously has not gone through puberty yet, and he speaks like a 12-year-old the entire movie. Everyone other than him looks way older than they should, and he looks almost way younger than he should. All the bullies, they look, I mean, they couldn't be a day under 35. I mean, they look like the kind of guy that, like, you'd run into at, like, Office Depot, pick up a cartridge, cartridges for the, 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 the printer at the office. Yeah. You know, they even dress that way. Especially, uh, the, the main, the main bully, his friend. Yeah, Lord, the, the black-haired guy. <laughs> It's like that one. He looks like my accountant. <laughs> he, he busted in a room at one point, and you were just going, Is he a teacher? Is he a student? What's going on? And I couldn't, I didn't have an answer. At one point, there's, alright, I had a lot of questions that never really got answered throughout this movie, but I don't think I, it turns out I didn't even care, and I was just happy it was over. But one of the things that really confused me is at first, I thought the jocks were teachers picking on him. Mm-hmm. At one point, I asked you that. I was like, yeah. Are the teachers picking on him? I just looked, I just, He's over there with his like prepubescent voice, like, "Hey guys, why are you picking up?" And they're like, "Hey man, get over here." Uh, I don't know that. I mean, that that guy's hanging out with the bully, but maybe he's a teacher. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he's just like he, you know, he was the bully kid growing up, and now the teacher wants to be cool with the cool kids. (laughs) So the teacher, you know, yeah, gets to know the bully. Yeah, he's like, "I want to get on this." He's like, "Yeah, maybe I." Fuck that kid. Skippy coming in here with his family ties. Bring in the bring in the fox. Yeah, fuck Skippy. And what I, I have to ask, it's like you'd think steady work on a sitcom like family ties would be enough to keep an actor, a B actor like Skippy busy. You wouldn't think he had to leave family ties from the middle of production to go, oh I'm filming this movie doesn't make any I, sense with I guess if he didn't leave, they he probably filmed it in between seasons. In between seasons, yeah. yeah because it came out in nineteen ninety-six or nineteen nineteen eighty-six. We looked into Family Guys Run, or Family Guys, Family Ties Run. Yeah. It was 82 to 89, right dab in the middle, which means he didn't leave the show. He probably did. It's probably between seasons. seasons, yeah. And you know, that's that's not uncommon. You know, a lot of times these these actors, they get on these sitcoms trying to propel. I mean, look at uh, yeah. David Caruso. He was, he's like, all right, I got famous off this show. Now I'm gonna go try to be an actor. And have you seen Jade? No. Most people haven't. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, after that, all that exposition, it goes to see, we find out that his hero died in a hotel fire, Sammy Kerr, dies in a hotel fire, and it goes to the scene where he's like trash in his room, he's pulling down all his posters, his hero's dead, and he gets the Sammy Kerr poster, he's about to pull it down, and he, and, uh, meanwhile, Fastway is in the background playing this fantastic song called, Tear Down the Walls! Squealing, going nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Fast Lane is fucking. They're getting loose on this sound. Oh man, yeah. Tear So after that, you know, we realize this young man is distraught. Yeah. He just he just lost his hero. Sammy, who's gonna write to? Sammy, all right. You want? Why don't you respond to him? So the next scene, somehow he's friends with the local radio DJ, The Nuke, 
played expertly by Gene Simmons. It's party time! Yeah, this is the old Newster coming at you right here on this fine, fine rock till the morning. But when I say expertly, his acting is just phenomenal. Acting dynamo. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah. You know that Kiss sells Kiss caskets now? They have been so overly marketed that they sell caskets. Oh my god. Anyway, Nuke, for some reason, I'm sorry, the Nuke. The Nuke. For some reason, has the only copy of this brand new music that Sammy uh, Kerr recorded before right. he died. He might provide some light explanation for how, but we didn't catch it. We didn't catch it. and. So he gives the only copy over to this kid who's like the super fan. Yeah. You know, like he's trying to console him. The guy's like talking, he's like, you know, I've lost, I've lost all my hero. And he's like, you know, at least he left us all this great music. He's like, I got a surprise for you. And he gives him its, uh, what's known in the final business name, white label test press, which means it's a one-off white label, you know, like there's no label, there's no artwork. Or yeah. Which, why does, why does Skippy know this guy? The nuke? They've never explained that. Okay. He's just somehow tight with the radio DJ. In okay. Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has no other friends besides uh, Larry David. <laughs> yeah. And that girl that's blatantly into him that he's too retarded to realize. I guess he just likes metal and. He just loves metal. This guy and maybe they're running to each other. I mean, I, I know like I, uh, my old band would be on the radio a bunch just because we knew the the local metal DJs from coming to shows. Wow, yeah, yeah. Like, we would open for a band, they'd see us play, we'd shoot the shit afterwards, and yeah. next time we had a show, come on, they'd let us play some music. And... But Skippy doesn't so need a band. Yeah, but maybe they go to the same shows. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 very true. Like, you're the new, oh my god. Come here. Come here, Gene. <laughs> yeah. So, he makes a comment. Oh, you know what, now, now I get it. I wrote Midnight at Halloween, question mark. And how I understood it is that he told Skippy to play it midnight on Halloween. What he was actually saying is that he was going to premiere it midnight on Halloween because that comes to play later. I just yeah. figured that out now. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's why Nuke has it. Why? But why would they send it to one radio DJ in the small the town? Copy. Yeah, right. It doesn't make any sense. Was it small town Ohio? I don't know if they ever say, but you said you, you I saw it was, uh, a license plate that said um, birthplace of aviation, and I, there's two states that take credit for yeah. that. One is the birthplace of the Wrights Brothers, the other is where they invented the plane. Uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, it's, it's an old Ohio place. So this takes place in Ohio. Were the Wrights Brothers born here? Yes. Oh, but they didn't develop the plane here. They just were born here. Um, well, it says it's the birthplace of aviation. The bird, okay, so North Carolina claims birthplace of aviation because yeah. that's where the first flight took place. Okay. And the Wright brothers were developed and were born, you know, like developed aviation. So they came up with the plan here. And so here. it is on our license plates okay. from the 80s, apparently. Clarified. So uh, he gets the record, goes to school. So did he go to DJ before he went to school? Uh, yeah, it looked like it, yeah. He so this DJ is working at like. Cause he's in high school, you have to be there at like 8 in the morning, so he goes and sees his DJ at what, like 7.30, or 7.30, Shit, 6 man. in the morning? Like, some, some kids are up, you know, Marty McFly and back Why would future. a DJ be on the radio playing metal at the morning shows? Well, maybe hey, but this, this this is the kind of town where they send a one-of-a-kind record from the world's biggest airy hair metal <laughs> artist. Yeah. His last dying song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play yeah. on the radio at midnight on right. Halloween. So, he's at school. The cheerleader who took a picture of his ass also is his love interest in this movie. Like, like she's into him, he's kind of oblivious to it. She was involved with uh, the main jock, the bully guy. Uh, I believe she point. slept with him at one yeah. point because he makes reference to it. Yeah. Right, right. He's so, like, you know, we did it once. So now she's going to the other side. Because you know how classy fucking 80s. <laughs> 80s bully stereotypes are about right. being sexually aggressive with ladies. Right. Well, in the women, it's like, okay, so she slept with the jock, and now she's going after the degenerate metalhead. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, so, you know, she she stops her, she's like, going to the party tonight? And he's like, party? She's like, yeah, the pool party. He's like, oh, yeah, the pool party. I'll be there. So he goes to see the DJ in the morning. Goes to school, gets invited to the pool party. Things are looking up. Goes to the pool party, comes showing on up. And his nice quaff mullet. Ready to, ready to smash ass. Yeah. And the jocks, they're not taking too kindly to this. No. They're not into it at all. Mm -mm. They're like, why are you here? Oh, yeah, they get pissed. Hey, you got ears, dildo? 
So they throw a weight in his backpack? It was something that looked like it was a weight or something. And yeah, they push him directly into the pool. He falls in and it's like a four minute almost segment of it. He's like trying to get this backpack off and he can't get He can't get his arms through the holes. No. Because it's complicated. Yeah, it's, it's like, I don't think I've ever experienced that problem. Granted, I've never been wearing a weighted backpack underwater, but I've never experienced this problem. I feel if I just went like this, I could get right out of it. It would just slip right, you'd slip right out. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? I'm not Skippy. It's not the 80s. So. No, and Skippy is just going sort of like this. Which is he's not doing gonna... his best to drown. Yeah. He's pretty much drowned himself on his own more than the backpack is. Right. At and, this fucking point. And then who comes to his rescue? Uh, the girl. Yeah. And he's pissed at her about it. He's mad as fuck. He's <laughs> mad as fuck at this chick. He's like, she jumps after they, they she's the one that invited him to the party. After they shoved him in the pool, she jumps into the pool to help yeah. him stop drowning. Right. He's embarrassed. He goes to leave. He's soaking wet. She stops the park and like, you fucking set me up! Right, and it just cuts from her saving him in the pool to them outside, him dripping wet, yelling at her. My mom's at home late with the car. If I had known... Oh, well, that's the top shit, isn't it? What, let's all fuck with Eddie, because that's real fun, huh? Bunch of fucking assholes! Yeah, you set me up! <laughs> And she's like, I'm so sorry, I care about you. I don't know how I'm into it. Yeah. But all those guys are gonna pay! Yeah, and this is just- I'm not making a high-pitched voice on purpose because he sounds like he's 12. He does, yeah. His ball, this dude, this dude has not hit puberty yet, which is a strange choice considering everyone that they hired to be high school kids around him uh, hit puberty about 22 years beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're in their 40s. So he's like, He's like, I'm out for vengeance. I'm gonna nail those kids. I don't know how, yeah. but I'm gonna nail those kids. I'm gonna nail every one of those bastards. I don't know how, I don't know when, but I'm gonna nail them. I love that line, I'm gonna nail those kids. Nail them! <laughs> Start using, I'm bringing it back. Yeah, you don't should. Don't get nailed. We're doing it right now, you heard it right here. This is the first, nail them. So, after he's gonna nail them, he goes home, he's sad. You know, he's had a bad day. Yeah. Rockstar homie's dead. Uh, uh, the girl he likes set him up. He got almost drowned by some uh, some 40-year-old jocks that still go to high school. He's like, I'm going to go home and listen to this record. So he puts the record on, and it's playing for like maybe 13 seconds. He passes out. And it goes to this thing where like, it's going to this burning house. And uh, like it slowly just kind of like it's playing this, the, the song in the background. It's kind of going in and out of him like sleeping. This is definitely a dream state kind of situation. And it, it's going through the house. The house is on fire. And then he gets to this like top of the stairs. And there's Sammy Kerr like singing Indian style, like a circle of fire around them. And there's just like a couple random people just kind of on fire in the background. And they're not like running around anyway. They're just kind of like. <laughs> we start overdubbing with some backwards talking. Yeah. Which is gonna, this is gonna be a big part of this crap ass movie. And backwards squeals are mixed in there too. Well, yeah, the, the guitars play backwards. Which I love. I'm like, they didn't have to put that in there. They could just yeah. put the sound, with, you know, the sound alone the, the, of the, the dialogue would have been enough, but they put in those. Which is play backwards. Oh, even... you gotta love that guitar. <laughs> yeah! It's backwards, so it's like that. You shut it from the power of rock! Yeah. <laughs> so he, he wakes up from his dream, and the backwards voices he was hearing was at the end of this 12 inch, there is a loop, and it's clearly someone talking backwards. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, what's this? So he plays it backwards, and the dead rock star is like talking to him through the record, like as he scratches, he's talking. Right, as he's it's playing like, it backwards, right. the dead rock star is like giving him instructions on how to stand up to this bully. Yeah, right. So the next day, he's at lunch with a uh, little Larry David, and uh, the girl comes and tries to sit with him, and he's like, I'm gonna take care of this. They're like making fun of him, the jocks are. And he goes and flips a fucking plate of spaghetti. Yeah. And the fucking guy's telling me, spaghetti! Amy. Yes, Edward. Eat this. You're dead. And then it goes into this, you know, like, 
the scene where I brought it up earlier where they're, they're playing the song with the boys off the field Yeah. Boys take control. It goes into a complete chase montage. It goes into like a complete comically like chase montage. They're running through school. They're like cutting through classrooms. They go into like the band room. They're knocking over dudes playing the tuba. He goes running into this fucking hallway, and uh, the the dude like goes and hides in a room. The jock doesn't see which room he goes into, but just grabs a fire extinguisher, kicks a random door open, and fire extinguishes the whole room. <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise! It's a classroom. Yeah. Maybe act like you go to school there. It's, it's like a teacher's lounge or something. Or yeah, right? teacher's it's lounge. Like, it's like full of like like administration. <laughs> And, you know, you see him standing like, whoa, I screwed up. And the door behind him opens, and out, like, Skippy's all like, oh, yeah. <laughs> And then he cuts seat. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got him. Right. That backwards playing record yeah. sure as shit did it for him. In his pure 80s. I thought it was, like, more like Benny Hill, really. Like he's talking and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, I played this record backwards and, and Sammy told me that if I did this to these jocks that, that, that I'll be on top and it worked. And he's like, dude, you played a record backwards? It's like the, the most over-marketed gimmick. Been rock and roll and you fell for it. You the record idiot. industries do this intentionally to get schmucks like you to play the record over a thousand times. The, and buy the, the note I made about it is nerd talking about gimmicks and making a whole lot of sense. Eddie, Eddie, friend, you have fallen for the biggest gimmick in the record industry. I mean, uh, some ad exec somewhere thought up the idea of hidden lyrics so that pinheads like Eduardo Weinbauer would fuck up their records playing them backwards and then have to go buy more. He said the most logical thing in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, but then he ended up being a dumbass too. He's a dumbass, yeah. yeah. The whole, the whole Poor thing. little Larry David. Dude, wake up. So, he leaves, uh, Skippy's alone in his bedroom now. He's like, I'm gonna play this backwards song, or the thing backwards again. And he starts giving the ragman more advice. Like, I mean, is this like a Ouija recording? Like, <laughs> like what do I do? Care come in the dick. That's actually, <laughs> that's actually a really good way to describe it. It's, it's that's what it really, is. It's, a, it's, it's a, how he's doing it. It's a Ouija, uh, it's a Ouija board version, uh, or it's a record version of a Ouija board. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's so, goes to school the next day. That's where the jocks accost him again in what looks like a, looks like a wood shop. There's like a lot of tools and there's like a wood lathe. And, and they're very dressed in the 80s. They have the square ties that yeah. don't have the bottom. They're all dress shirts. They look like they just came from a job interview because their 401k is going to go through. And yeah, so they're, they're like, they they're like old, old young kids. Yeah. Yeah. So they give this speech and in the middle of it, he's like, do I look like a weak fucking wood or, or no, a wussy fucking weak tit? You think I'm a wussy fucking weak tit? Yeah, a wussy fucking weak tit. Am I a wussy fucking weak tit over here? So he's, he's, shoving, he's shoving the kid around. And then suddenly the uh, all the equipment comes to life on its own in the woodshop. It grabs the Which we assume though it's... Uh, uh, Sammy Kerr. Sammy Kerr. Yeah. 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 Sammy Kerr, rock god. Rock god. Sammy Kerr. <laughs> rock god. Yeah, the main jack, uh, he very much reminds me of uh, Bill from Bill and Ted. He's like blonde and kind of looks, has that same way of carrying himself. He kind of sounds retarded when he talks. So all the all the equipment, why he's being picked on by these bullies, 
But, you know, I mean, I don't know how they got out of the retirement home early enough to come beat up on some high school kids. But <laughs> all of the equipment comes alive, and his stupid 80s tie, and I call it stupid 80s, it looks like it's made out of corduroy, it's square and flat yeah. on the bottom. Right. It's stuck in a wood lathe, and it, like, holds his face. And the lathe comes alive, it's coming his eyeball. The other guy wants to come to his rescue, but something else turns on, and it starts mildly shooting sparks. Right, which stops him in his tracks. It's like a, a, <laughs> he's watching his buddy about to die, like about to be murdered, about to get a wood lathe through the eyeball. Right, yeah. There is a mild amount of sparks coming his way, and then the other guy on the other side, he's bagging the dude who's his pickaxe, he's like, turn it off. Yeah. And he's holding the, the for some reason there's an on-off lever, almost like a mad scientist. It is, uh, yeah. it's like a Frankenstein switch. Yeah. It's like an on-off lever, he's like, turn it off! Turn it off! Skippy runs over and he grabs it, and he waits, and he waits, and he waits. And then he turns it off right before it hits the guy's eye, but As before he turns it off, the dude still jumps through the sparks! Which he doesn't hit his eye, actually. It's his forehead, it right? It hits right he? here, right underneath the, it touches his skin. I, so, I would have just let that douchebag die. I, mean, I will also point out at this point, we're probably like 30, 40 minutes in this thing, and the only person who died in this movie was off screen. And that was Sammy Kerr, yeah. who was one of the main stars in the rest of the movie. And should we make a reference that very few people die except... Not, this uh, movie has a very low body count. Except for... Even people that you think are going to be dead just aren't. There is, there's one massacre scene that we'll get to, but no one of them I guess. <laughs> it's not even a massacre. I guess it's, it's like, a massacre. If you count on, on two hands how many people die, is that a massacre? You can't. Is that exactly. I don't know. I, we expect at least 20, right? Yeah. So it does build to a massacre, but a light one. So, uh, we cut to kids still at school. Skippy's mom is going to put his clothes away in his bedroom, or in the attic they keep him locked away in, or whatever the fuck that room is, because yeah. it's not a room in the house. No. It's not. They didn't even bother to insulate it. They don't even care about that kid being warm. <laughs> and she's kind of like checking out his posters. And you know, she picks up a couple records, a stack of records. There's like Exciters in there, and there's a Megadeth record, and I think an Impaled record. And like, she picks up, he's got like leather gauntlets laying out. She's just kind of inspecting all the shit that she should normally see her son wearing every day, but somehow seems very surprised that he has. Yeah, like it's the first time he's ever gone in this room. Yeah. She accidentally like nudges the record player while she's checking out his music and it comes on a like full blast and it's just like like this really bad guitar soloing but for some reason the woman is reacting like it's hurting her yeah like horribly like, oh, right. and the kid comes back and she's like oh i'll just put your clothes away yeah. she leaves he decides to record what's playing backwards again on this silver tape the silver shiny tape comes into play a lot in this punk shit. It does. A after this scene, the tape is the only thing that matters, really. So yeah, he he's getting that banging shit for his Walkman. And that's when we have our scene where he shows up in what he feels is the dopest clothing around. And by that, all right, first off, he's got the full Brian Adams mullet. He's got the twisted white headband. He has a t-shirt that has like white chains <laughs> all over it. And then he has like some hipster pants on. He's got this red, one red leather glove, which is funny because I thought I saw him wearing a fingerless glove earlier in the movie and I made a comment about it. I was like, oh no, he's not, it's just a shadow. Right. And then he shows up and not only one fingerless glove, it's red and then it's it's corset laced down the hand of the back of it. Yeah, which just makes it even worse. And I believe, like, he runs into a little Larry David and the girl, and I believe you're supposed to get the impression that now he's confident and cool. And by that, he goes, I'm good, ciao, babe, and just walks off. So, we cut to the jock, and he opens his locker, and there's, like, a piece of paper folded up and taped up, and he opens it, and there's the cassette tape that dude had made in his room. And on the paper, it said, like, a peace offering from Eddie. I mean, Skippy. I mean, Ragman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ragman! Ragman! That should have been a song. I, uh, why wasn't Ragman a song? I know. So, he gives it to the dude, and we cut to the jock and his girlfriend. Which I think is just hysterical because they both have the same haircut, the same blue shirt on. They're making out in the backseat of a car, like a makeout. You know, every 80s had makeout point in the movie. 
you know, where the teenagers go and make out to neck in the back of their car. Which, I think this is my favorite and the only redeeming scene in the movie. He's like, I got thick piss! <laughs> so he gets out and he's pissing, and in the background, the entire time they were making out, there was like a, you could see like there was an 80s style walking. And she's like, oh, well, I wait, I'm gonna just listen to his music. So she somehow listens to the tape that Skippy left for her boyfriend. And what happens is, uh, she's got the Nova 45s on. I'm calling them the Nova 45s. I had the exact same headphones when I was a kid. They say Nova 45 on there. There's all these little slits. So she's rocking the Nova 45s and this green mist comes on the side of the headphones and kind of like curls around her body. Right. And it starts stripping her naked? It starts unbuttoning, yeah. It unbuttons her shirt. And it's kind of like, you see it like kind of like rolling around her tits. Yeah. And like it goes down to her granny panties and it's kind of getting in there. And then she takes her own top off. Yeah, she pops it off. And then like she's kind of like moaning and groaning like like she's like coming close to climaxing. Like this thing's obviously giving her some sort of sexual release. And then out of fucking nowhere, she opens her eyes and screams and there's this giant green mutant with a mile long tongue like eating her out. <laughs> And like the car, the light, like lights flash in the car, and then the jock comes back, and she's unconscious in the car, and he goes to take her headphones off. They're like melted to her ears. It's like ooze coming out of her ears. Yeah. So we're this far into this movie. I thought this was the first actual kill. No, she's fine. No, yeah, we did. We, we okay. So someone finally died. Yeah, because we were making comment. We're like, this is like the lowest. No one, nothing. No one's dying in this movie. There's nothing happening. Yeah. And I made comments like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, because we're going. What's then? What's the threat? But then the fucking Jack starts talking about her to to, to Eddie Skippy Ragman. <laughs> Eddie Skippy Ragman. And he's like, you put my girlfriend in the hospital. Like the next, the next thing you know is uh, the kid is uh, or uh, Ragman Eddie, whatever, is uh, in his, at his house, and the jock comes pulling up in his lawn in his sports car, and is screaming at the house like, you did this to her. I know it was you. What'd you do? She's in the hospital. So I was like, fuck, she's not even dead. Yeah. No, no. one's dead. No. Nothing's happening. So he comes out, and there's like two pumpkins. There's like one pumpkin on either side of him. And uh, the dude goes to like rush him and he puts his hands out and the pumpkins just like mildly flare up just a little bit. And the guy's oh, oh. The guy leaves and it goes to the kid and he's in his bedroom. His TV's on and this is where we get our first Ozzy Osbourne cameo. And they make Ozzy look as straight laced as possible. Like they have his hair slicked back on the side right here and then a huge comb over. But you can tell they kind of just put a ponytail under his shirt. He's speaking out on metal and his negative, like, uh, or, uh negative uh, influence on children. And, he, and he's like, I'm gonna read you lyrics to the song called do it like a dog <laughs> gonna drive my long steel missile down on your love channel deep deep you'll beg for more raising hell and serpent score feel me feel me now what does that mean to you to me it means nothing but a sexual act and out of nowhere the ouija record comes on it like kind of marty mcflies him like remember in the beginning of, of uh, uh yeah of uh, Back to the Future where he's like connects the it, it, it's a it's it starts off as that pan shot just like our this movie started out as the pan yeah, shot across the, ripped it off from it I guarantee it then he, then he slow plugs in everything's real slow and quiet. yeah he plugs in his speakers it's, yeah and then and then back. they show the strings and he goes to just touch them and he basically touches them and it fucking explodes them back yeah explodes them right back. <laughs> So he Marty McFly's it back. <laughs> His mom overhears and she's like, Oh, are you okay? He's like, Don't come in here, mom. And yet, somehow, Sandy Kerr is speaking as him to his mother through the speaker is like, no, come in here, mom! And he's, he's going, going no, no, I don't feel good! Mom, I, 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 can't, I can't talk to anybody now, please, just, just go away. Mom, could you come in here? Don't, don't come in. What? Mom, do not come in here. Please come, come in, in, mom. No, please, do not. 
Come in here, mom. Don't come in. Yeah, and she's like, and he goes right on the hallway. He's like, I don't feel good. She's like, would you like some soup? He's like, yeah, go give me some soup. <laughs> I was really concerned about the soup for some reason this entire movie. You were. You kept waiting for the soup. Where's the soup? Where's the soup? I don't blame you. Good. Okay, aspirin and, and, some, uh, and some soup. So, uh, <laughs> while she's gone, he's arguing with Sam a little bit, and then he, uh, he gets a baseball bat and just starts tearing up all of his, his stereo. But, like, he bashes the record player in. Yeah. The speakers, the whole nine. And we yeah. found out from his mother, his mother comes in with the soup during all this. I was really concerned about that soup, but she brought it. Before the mom comes back, and before he destroys everything, uh, there's this really weird scene where the, the speakers, or the, the record trips itself on, the speakers like grows veins. And then like, the room starts going ape shit. You're like, oh my God, what's gonna happen? Right. And then, there's like this really awkwardly long pause, and then out of nowhere, there's all this cheesy blue lightning, and bam! The zombie Sammy uh, Kurt uh, uh, appears. Yeah. Half his face fucking melted off. Right, right. So that's when uh, uh, he goes and he starts destroying shit. They get all like veiny and misty, or the speakers get all veiny and misty. The guy appears. Ozzy comes back up on the TV, and. I think he kills Ozzy through the TV. He, he wipes he his hand. hand. Yeah, he wipes his hand across the screen. Yeah. And it kind of like starts, but you see Ozzy go, and, and it just starts it off. And it cuts off. TV cuts I off. I believe it does say something later about how he had a brain aneurysm and died on TV. Did it really? Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. My utmost best to try and stop it now. These evil people have just got to be stopped. So after Ozzy dies, that's when he goes crazy. He destroys his bedroom with a baseball bat. He destroys the record, his record player. His mom comes in with the soup. She's like, what did you do? He's grounded. Yeah. He's grounded. So that's when he calls up LD, little Larry David. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? We just got call waiting. Pretty cool, huh? I feel like a total big league. He sends him on a super secret mission. He's like, I need you to go into the Jack's car. He's, he somehow, well, Larry David knows how to uh, pick locks because he just did the thing with the coke here and <coughs> he gets on in there and steals the tape. Yeah. He's like, go get my shiny tape, can't miss it. So he gets the tape, he takes it home and he decides to listen to it. And Sammy Kerr pops out and is all menacing. He's like, hey man, I'm a fan. Which yeah. makes no sense to me because I thought he was helping the other kid he was a fan because he obviously wants to kill this kid. Right. Like he's not helping out little Larry David at all. So you assume that he gets killed, but he doesn't. No. So the only person, only person that has died in this movie so far, and we are over almost an over an hour into it. Yeah. Is maybe Ozzy Osbourne. So so Sammy Kerr's with little Larry David. The TV's on in the background. I think this is where you overhear that Ozzy died, and there's like this fat woman in a moo moo. Yeah. On the TV, it will also be like a like a Home Shopping Network kind of thing, and Sammy Kerr <laughs> looks at this thing, looks at the TV, and just reaches into the TV, grabs this woman by the neck, and yanks her on the TV. At the time, by the time she's through the TV screen, she's a deep fried turd. What else is it? He just and just chucks it. Literally like a turd, like a dried up. So turd. now we have a body count of two, yeah. both through televisions. Yeah. And both are minor characters that matter none to this movie. <laughs> like at all. So, so far, all he's done is threatened anyone of importance and killed no one of importance. Yes. So that's what it cuts out on the nerdy kid, and I assumed he died at this point. It goes back to uh, Skippy Eddie McRagman at, uh, at his house. Uh, he's grounded by his mother. The doorbell rings. He opens the door. This really weird elderly man dressed like Rambo's at the door takes his mom to a Halloween party. Die, commie pig. Mom stands here. What a hug. Yeah, I'm is. sorry that this is not, like, it, I'm not trying to jump all over the place. This is really how the movie goes. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> no. Uh, so Rambo shows up, and then it cuts to this uh, school Halloween party that's going out to school. Skippy Eddie McRagman can't go because he's grounded for destroying his room with a baseball bat and not giving proper respect to that suit. 
little LD shows up, little Larry David, with the shiny tape, and you assumed he was dead. Now he walks into the, the, the party, pops the tape in at the Halloween party so all the kids had to listen to it. And what was funny was the sound system that was controlling the whole party was like this big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's this little cassette tape. Teeny tiny little dinky thing. He just put that in. There's like a person dressed as a, a, a fucking box of Special K dancing around. Yeah. There's some really weird costumes going right. on. It's like a costume party. Which they don't spotlight either. It's just kind no. of in passing the camera catches all this. <laughs> There's these really dumb costumes everywhere. Everyone's having a good time. Yeah. He starts playing the song. The love interest comes up and starts talking to the best friend and asks where he's at. They're like, oh, he's stuck at home. Can't come. Yeah. So she goes and calls him on the phone. She's like, oh, where you at, Eddie, um, Skippy, McGregman? And he's like, wait, what's playing in the background? And he's, it's, it's, he just hangs up the phone and goes and runs and jumps in his car. When he jumps in the car, for some reason, Sammy Kerr is actually driving the car. The car is like this devil car that drives itself. Going to a party. Crashing into shit, you know, like, but like, it's not really making that big attempt to kill him. No, it's just kind of like ramming into shit. Yeah. We go back to the uh, the party. Uh, they introduce what's going to be the live band at the dance, which is the Kicks. Yeah. And the Kicks come out, and they're like, they can't tune their instruments. They're just like, what do we do? We're, the, we're just the rock stars. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're like confused. Like, there's a scene where he's just like looking at his Marshall staff, like, the guitar player, mind you, who owns the Marshall staff, doesn't know how to yeah. dial his own He's guitar. He's super confused, yeah. And out of nowhere, Sammy's hand comes out of the fucking speaker and gives the dude Mankind's Mandible Claw yeah. from WWE. Right in, a, oh, right in his throat. So in front of this whole dance, this dead rock star who everyone knows is dead, he's the biggest 80s rock star there was, Kills the lead series. We don't know if he's dead. No one dies in this movie. A couple people do. We don't know if he's, we don't know he's dead. dead. He, he gets the like, mandible claw and you don't see him anymore. He disables the lead singer. Uh, no one's concerned at all that. And the guy is visibly dead too. They gave him prosthetics yeah. to wrap his face is melted. They and, and he, he reveals dead. that by doing this. He shows the good side and then goes. And oh, whips yeah. around and shows the bad side. He does the whip around. <laughs> Yeah. And that's when you see the Folgers crystals all up on his face. Right, but they, they don't respond, the audience, the kids. They, no. He starts rocking. For some reason, the kicks know what to play. Yeah. They're not at all concerned that the drummer or that their singer is dead. Yeah, because the rest of the band is fine. They're still up there. Yeah, the rest of the band starts playing with them. He's guitar soloing out. He does the thing where he's like, uses his machine gun to shoot the crowd. He's soloing. Yeah, he's using the, yeah, the guitar as a gun. And then he and actually... And, and I... At one point, lightning, you see lightning come between his fingers and the strings, and then he goes, and he uses the guitar as a lightning gun to blow up a kid in the audience. Yeah, so now we're up to a body count of three. And then Danny Ford of the singer. And then he does it again. So it's just a random and person, again. And, it, and they just kind of blow up into smoke, and it'll show like a limb fall on the floor. It does it three times, and people seem to be kind of cool for a little bit, and then, then you know, pandemonium ensues. I think you're right. At, after the third time, they're still kind of rocking. No one really understands what's going on. And then again, and again, and again, and then they start running away in fear. Yeah, they start running away in fear. It's all pandemonium. For some reason, they can't really get out of the gymnasium very well, though. They were singing along with song, too. Yeah, they were singing. Yeah, they, they knew this song. They saw the classmates die. Nothing. nothing um, uh, after he lightens a few people in the crowd, he turns around and lightens the kicks, the rest of the band, and they're dead. <laughs> yeah. But the music doesn't stop, I don't think. And right? then, uh, no, like, as he's soloing, he himself explodes. Oh. Yeah. And then reappears as lightning on top of the basketball hoop and then grabs a vine that's hanging from the ceiling and swings through the gymnasium. That's right! To which point, that point, we went, what the hell is going on? Now, why all this is going on, all this pandemonium, the love interest decides she wanted to leave the bar, or leave the, the homecoming, or not homecoming, the Halloween band. Yeah. She, it goes to her in the bathroom and she's in a bra and panties. Like, like changing or something? Like changing out of her outfit. 
and our main Jack goes in there and tries to rape her. And we cut outside of, of uh, the gym and we but, see- But hold on, before we even get outside, they're having this conversation. You can clearly hear people screaming and dying in the background. Oh, yeah. They do not notice. It's right, like, right. Ah! <laughs> Literally explosions. Yeah, well, what do you want, Chad? You know, like, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna start calling the main Jack Chad. He looks like a Chad. Go for it, yeah. Well, that three, that makes it easier. Yeah, he, he's Chad now. So this is going on inside, outside, the, our, our, our protagonist, Skippy. They don't they don't hear the mayhem. He's running up. Larry David sitting on the steps of the gym crying. Yeah. He's like, what have I done? Larry, uh, Larry David can't get over it. Skippy runs into the gym, runs into the bathroom, finds... What do we call him? Chad. Chad. Chad, Chad and the love interest. Yeah, accosting the love interest who has no... The love interest has no interest in Jimmy. Yeah. Well, no, apparently they had slept together at one point. But she's resisting him, though. She's yeah, trying she's to fight him. And he's like, come on, baby, we had sex before. And she's like, but you're such an asshole. And she's like, <laughs> he's like, if you're not going to give it, I'm going to take it. And I was like, fuck the 80s, we're fucked up. Oh. Hey, you <laughs> Yeah, this is... This is standard for back then. This is like a normal yeah. scene in, the, in an 80s horror movie. So she runs away. The jock's in the hallway, and that's when he runs into Skippy Eddie Regman. And they have like an altercation where he's like, stop all this, I know you're the one up to it. And then Kerr shows up and grabs Chad by the neck. He licks his fingernail, <laughs> sticks it in the socket, and Chad's head explodes. So that's... Fourth death, maybe fifth. Like, I don't understand. I thought the guy was like pure electricity. I don't know why he would need more electricity. <laughs> well, the next scene is going to add, add even more questions. I know. So yeah. she comes running up to him. Kurt is attacking uh, the love interest and Ragman. Uh, the best friend comes in behind him and he's crowbarring open a power box for some reason. And he stabs the power box with a crowbar which sends him flying to the wall, and for some reason, Sammy disappears. There's no explanation on why. No. He's just gone. No, he's gone. We, we I thought that was the end of the fucking movie. We both I was did. hoping. We are like, oh god. This dude. thing's like Lord of the Rings. There's a couple fake fucking endings before it gets <laughs> done. So dude disappears. Um, another guy disappears. They go up to him, and they even act like, oh my god, he's dead. Wake up, wake up. He's like, I'm fine. He's like, fuck. Actually, I'm not. <laughs> Everyone's fine in this movie except for the characters that don't matter at all. The two people on the TV, the random party goers, yeah. and Chad. So uh, Nuke, they, they remember the Nuke's going to play it on the radio at midnight. Better do something about that. Well, what do you do about that? You don't go and tell the Nuke not to play it. You go to your own house. <laughs> and you start destroying all the radios. Yeah. So he goes to his house, he's destroying all the radios so that they don't hear it in their house. There's a scene... Where the cops come and they got, they're gonna arrest him, and then Sammy Kerr shows up, and Sammy Kerr, they shoot Sammy Kerr with uh, electrodes, and Sammy Kerr shocks him out, the cop out of his boots. Yeah, right. Bur yeah, it burns him out of his, just his boots are left where he's yeah. standing. So they're running all over the house, and then they're terrified to go into the bathroom for some reason. So they go in the bathroom. Sammy Kerr is on the other side of the door in his bedroom for some reason. They destroyed all the radios. And you see, like, handprints burn into the door, and then the door explodes. Right. And Sammy Kerr's there. And Sammy Kerr goes to make an entrance, and he trips and falls, and his hand lands in a toilet, <laughs> which starts killing him. Yeah. <laughs> he starts like shocking. Like, oh, 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 I thought he was electricity, now he's being electrocuted. So she decides to flush the toilet, because that's gonna help. So he's getting sucked down the toilet-ish. Which we said when we were watching it, wouldn't that work in the if you need the water to electrocute him, wouldn't that work in the opposite direction of killing him? Uh -huh. to flush well, why, him? Get, why get rid of the water? Um they go out and they steal a car. A police car? Yeah. The, 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 the police officer died out front, so they go and they steal a police car. Turns the siren on. They're running through <laughs> lights. This police car uh, almost getting in an accident. Yeah. They go they go uh, up to the radio station, which I believe is WZLP or something like that, to now stop Gene the Nuke Simmons from playing the radio. <laughs> They go in and there's... So they go in the radio station. I don't even know how to explain the next part. Because yeah. from here on out, makes even less sense it, than everything else. I know. I was completely lost. So they go in the radio station. 
The song's playing over the radio. Everyone at the radio station's dead, including the nuke. And you know this because his clothes are melted to the chair. And even though he was wearing a cowboy hat to begin with, now there's a policeman's hat steaming on the chair. And we don't even know if that is... Was that him? Is that him? And the, the song's playing on a reel-to-reel in the other room, which is being protected by lightning. Yeah. So they leave the radio station, and he goes up to the girl, and he's like, all right, I'm going to leave. You <laughs> yeah. run in there and grab the tape and destroy it. You go into this incredibly dangerous place alone. And then he kisses her, he jumps in the cop car, and he fucking leaves. <laughs> All right, okay, look here. This is what I need you to do. Stand here and count to 100. What? If he comes out after you, will have time to run. But if, Eddie, he doesn't, if he doesn't, I need you to run in there, grab the tape, and destroy it. Alone? Maybe I'll see you later. The entire time he's leaving, he's yelled at the radio, like, come get me, come get me, like trying to tantalize him to come through the radio. And after calling him a wimp, uh, Sammy Kerr appears, but he's in the prisoner portion of the cop car, and even though he's made of electricity, he can't get through. He's in the cop car, she goes running into the radio station, gets up to the reel-to-reel and knocks it over, and you can clearly see it has no back, and it's empty. Like, yeah. there's no fucking... They didn't even use real or important equipment, and then it just blows up out the back. Meanwhile, so the tape blows up. He, at the same time, drives the car off a pier into the water, which somehow kills Sammy Kerr. And all we can he, assume not, is... But not, but not Skippy. No, and all we can assume is that what? That Kerr is in the car now? He, he is the car? He is the car. Well, no, he was trapped in the back. Because he, he showed up in the car after being called out through the radio. It's like I thought he was a fucking ghost lightning guy. It's just... Listen, you're just thinking too traditionally. I know. <laughs> this, 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 song, this movie is a rebel, plays by its own rules. <laughs> Literally, it, 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 it breaks its own rules. So Sammy Kerr's dead. The tape's dead. And it ends with the, the kid goes back to the radio station where everyone's dead. Yeah. Including this hero, the nuke. And he goes up to the radio, and apparently he's taking over broadcasting, because you see him, the last thing you see is he goes up to a microphone, he's like, Wake up, sleepyheads, it's time to party. And then credits roll. End of the fucking movie. That right. was the whole movie. Yeah. Wake up, sleepyheads, it's party time. That was trick or treat. I don't understand anything that we watched outside of the first. I, I got the first twenty minutes of the movie. It made sense. In the in the eighties, there was this boom of what I called heavy metal uh, horror movies. Yeah. Um, like there was like one called Black Roses, one called Rock and Roll Nightmare. There was Rocktober Blood. I think this kind of just fell in there where they were trying to cross horror and rock. You know, like yeah. Uh, Alice Cooper probably had something to, like you know. I mean, this is almost like Mission Impossible. Where it's like I got frustrated trying to even explain this to you people. Yeah. Let alone like, understand it myself. And normally I'm pretty good at like pulling these things apart. Oh yeah. And yeah. storylines. And, and this one is just neither of us, man. We were both We were looking forced the way through the movie. I was like, why is this guy a threat? He seems like more like a mild a nuisance. I did not enjoy this movie. I couldn't even find it fun for what it was. The only thing I really thought was great was when that stupid monster appeared. It was the only monster in the movie. They only showed it for a second. Yeah. Which means they built that whole thing just for one stupid scene that made no sense. Sucked. But not even that. Um, it just sucked. I hated this movie. Yeah. Uh, Which let's let's get down to the star system. Yeah, this moves on to our rating system at this I'm point. I'm gonna call this. Uh, we'll call a full star. A. And. Uh, I hope I don't get any butt-hurt people of this, but I truly mean this. I'm going to call a full star an Ozzy Osbourne yeah. and a half star a Gene Simmons. I would give this one and a half out of five. It gets one Ozzy, one Gene. Wow, you went higher than me, man. Um, you're going to go with a one and a half. Uh, just because there was a few scenes that really did make me laugh, and I like that they did actually kind of um, portray... Uh, metalhead culture a little bit accurately which a lot of these movies especially the 80s like punk and metalhead culture is very fake yeah and like cartoony but this one you know like he was wearing you know authentic shirts that someone had to right. wear and he had like the real deal records that a metalhead in the 80s would have yeah 
That's, that's your score, one and a half. Mm-hmm. All right, that's a firm one and a half for Chris. One and a half out of five, and that's me being goddamn generous. Man, I, I'm going to give it a straight fucking one. I don't know, can we go lower than that? Yeah, you can get a half star. You can give it no I'm going to give it a half fucking star. It gets I, a Gene Simmons from you. It's getting... It gets a nuke from you. It's getting one Gene Simmons. I think this was, after the first 20 minutes, this was not thought out at all. And it maybe, felt very thrown together. It did. Maybe there was more to it that they cut, and they just, we, we got to cut back, cut back. Maybe this is a four-hour movie that they cut back into an hour. I fucking hope not, because this one was already an hour and 40 minutes. It was almost scraping two hours, and yeah. nothing really happened. I think... Till the end. The last 30 minutes of this movie, I think, are, are just... It, it, it's some of the worst film I've ever seen. I, I, it's so boring. I it cannot, was tedious to get through. I cannot emphasize enough how boring this movie was. It was so boring. boring. And watch the trailer. We're going to post it. The trailer makes it look at least like... Something like the trailer uh, made it look entertaining. The IMDb reviews made it like sound like it would be entertaining or something for us to do. Hopefully, we did a good job making entertaining <laughs> for you. And campers, we can't emphasize enough. Please give us a subscribe. It's very important. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, look us up on Facebook to keep up on new episodes. Hit the bell if you want to get alarmed for when we post new episodes. We're gonna try to get uh, more of a streamlined system after we get these set up on the editing as well to where we can get a couple episodes out a month on yeah. a very consistent basis to where you know we'll know when the episode's dropping. Yeah, every Thursday or Friday or whatever yes. it be. Yeah. We're very sorry for the inconsistency at this point, but we're working with what we're having. Yeah, you we're know? doing our best. We appreciate you guys for watching. And um, have a good one. We'll see you next it. time. We'll see you next week, campers. Next month, next week. We'll see you next time. Next time. Campers. campers. <laughs> Well, that was fun, wasn't it?